Chapter 4. Enter the P. Enter the P. Oh, enter the P. Despero's brothers and sisters soon abandoned the thankless task of trying to educate him in the ways of being a mouse. And so, Despero was free. He spent his days as he wanted. He wandered through the rooms of the castle staring dreamily at the light streaming in through the stained-glass windows. He went to the library and read over and over again the story of the fair maiden and the knight who rescued her. And he discovered finally the source of the honey-sweet sound. The sound was music. The sound was King Philip playing his guitar and singing to his daughter, the princess pee every night before she fell asleep. Hidden in a hole in the wall of the princess's bedroom, the mouse listened with all his heart. The sound of the king's music made Despero's soul grow large and light inside him. Oh, he said, it sounds like heaven. It smells like honey. He stuck his left ear out of the hole in the wall so that he could hear the music better. And then he stuck his right ear out so that he could hear better still. And it wasn't too long before one of his paws followed his head and then another paw. And then without any real planning on Despero's part, the whole of him was on display, all in an effort to get closer to the music. Now, while Despero did not indulge in many of the normal behaviors of mice, he did adhere to one of the most basic and elemental of all mice rules. Do not ever, under any circumstances, reveal yourself to humans. <clears throat> but the music, the music, the music made him lose his head and act against the few small mouse instincts that he was in possession of, and because of this, he revealed himself. And in no time at all, he was spied by the sharp-eyed Princess P. Oh, Papa, she said. Look, a mouse. The king stopped singing. He squinted. The king was nearsighted. That is, anything that was not right in front of his eyes was very difficult for him to see. Where, said the king. There, said the Princess P. She pointed. That, my dear P, is a bug, not a mouse. It is much too small to be a mouse. No, no, it's a mouse. A bug, said the king, who liked to be right. A mouse, said the P, who knew that she was right. As for Despero, he was beginning to realize that he had made a very grave error. He trembled. He shook. He sneezed. He considered fainting. He's frightened, said the pea. Look, he's so afraid, he's shaking. I think he was listening to the music. Play something, Papa. A king? Play music for a bug? King Philip wrinkled his forehead. Is that proper, do you think? 
Wouldn't that make this into some kind of topsy-turvy, wrong-headed world if a king played music for a bug? Papa, I told you, he's a mouse, said the pea. Please. Oh, well, if it will make you happy, I, the king, will play music for a bug. A mouse, corrected the pea. The king adjusted his heavy golden crown. He cleared his throat. He strummed the guitar and started to sing a song about stardust. The song was as sweet as light shining through stained glass windows, as captivating as the story in a book. Despero forgot all his fear. He only wanted to hear the music. He crept closer and then closer still until, reader, he was sitting right at the foot of the king. Read the next chapter, read the next chapter, read the next chapter, read the next chapter. Timothy, quiet down, please. Chapter 5 What Furlough Saw. The Princess P looked down at Despero. She smiled at him. And while her father played another song, a song about the deep purple falling over sleepy garden walls, the princess reached out and touched the top of the mouse's head. Despero stared up at her in wonder. The pea, he decided, looked just like the picture of the fair maiden in the book in the library. The princess smiled at Despero again and this time Despero smiled back. And then something incredible happened. The mouse fell in love. Reader, you may ask this question. In fact, you must ask this question. Is it ridiculous for a very small, sickly, big-eared mouse to fall in love with a beautiful human princess named P? The answer is, Yes, of course it's ridiculous. Love is ridiculous, but love is also wonderful and powerful. And Despero's love for the Princess P would prove in time to be all of these things, powerful, wonderful, and ridiculous. You're so sweet, said the princess to Despero. You're so tiny. As Despero looked up at her adoringly, Furlough happened to scurry past the princess's room, moving his head left to right, right to left, back and forth. Cripes, said Furlough. He stopped. He stared into the princess's room. His whiskers became as tight as bowstrings. What Furlough saw was Despero Tilling, sitting at the foot of the king. What Furlow saw was the princess touching the top of his brother's head. Cripes! shouted Furlow again. Oh, cripes! He's nuts! He's a goner! And executing a classic scurry, Furlow went off to tell his father, Lester Tilly, the terrible, unbelievable news of what he had just seen. 
Chapter 6 This Drum He cannot. He simply cannot be my son, Lester said. He clutched his whiskers with his front paws and shook his head from side to side in despair. Of course he is your son, said Antoinette. What do you mean he's not your son? This is a ridiculous statement. Why must you always make the ridiculous statements? You, said Lester, this is your fault. The French blood in him has made him crazy. Says Moy, said Antoinette. Says Moy, why must it always be I who takes the blame? If your son is such the disappointment, it is as much your fault as mine. Something must be done, said Lester. He pulled on a whisker so hard that it came loose. He waved the whisker over his head. He pointed it at his wife. He will be the end of us all, he shouted, sitting at the foot of a human king. Unbelievable! Unthinkable! Oh, so dramatic, said Antoinette. She held out one paw and studied her painted nails. He is a small mouse. How much of the harm can he do? If there is one thing I have learned in this world, said Lester, it is that mice must act like mice, or else there is bound to be trouble. I will call a special meeting of the Mouse Council. Together we will decide what must be done. Oh, said Antoinette, you and this Council of the Mouse. It is a waste of time, in my opinion. Don't you understand, shouted Lester. He must be punished. He must be brought up before the tribunal pushed past her and dug furiously through a pile of paper scraps until he uncovered a thimble with a piece of leather stretched across its open end. Oh, please, said Antoinette. She covered her ears. Not this drum of the council of the mouse. Yes, said Lester, the drum. He held it up high above his head, first to the north and then to the south and then to the east and the west. He lowered it and turned his back to his wife and closed his eyes and took a deep breath and began to beat the drum slowly. One long beat with his tail, two staccato beats with his paws. Boom, tap, tap, boom, tap, tap, boom, tap, tap. The rhythm of the drum was a signal for the members of the mouse council. Boom, tap, tap. Boom, tap, tap. Boom. The beating of the drum let them know that an important decision would have to be made, one that affected the safety and well-being of the entire mouse community. Boom, tap, tap. Boom, tap, tap. Boom. Chapter 7. A Mouse in Love. And what was our own favorite member of the mouse community doing while the sound of the mouse council drum echoed through the walls of the castle? Reader, I must report that Furlow had not seen the worst of it. Despero sat with the princess and the king and listened to song after song. At one point, gently, oh, so gently, the pea picked up the mouse in her hand. She cupped him in her palm and scratched his oversized ears. 
You have lovely ears, the pea said to him. They are like small pieces of velvet. Despero thought that he might faint with the pleasure of someone referring to his ears as small and lovely. He laid his tail against the pea's wrist to steady himself and felt the princess's pulse, the pounding of her heart, and his own heart immediately took up the rhythm of hers. Papa, said P, when the music was over, I'm going to keep this mouse. We are going to be great friends. The king looked at Despero, cupped in his daughter's hands. He narrowed his eyes. A mouse, he muttered, a rodent. What, said the P. Put it down, the king commanded. No, said the P, who was a person not at all used to being told what to do. I mean, why should I? Because I told you to. But why, protested the pea. Because it's a mouse. I know. I'm the one who told you it was a mouse. I wasn't thinking, said the king. Thinking of what? Your mother, the queen. My mother, said the pea sadly. Mice are rodents, said the king. He adjusted his crown. They are related to rats. You know how we feel about rats. You know of our own dark history with rats. The pea shuddered. But Papa, she said, he is not a rat. He's a mouse. There's a difference. Royalty, the king said, has many responsibilities. And one of them is not becoming involved personally with even distant relatives of one's enemies. Put him down, pea. The princess put Despero down. Good girl, said the king. And then he looked at Despero. Scat, he said. Despero, however, did not scat. He sat and stared up at the princess. The king stamped his foot. Scat, he shouted. Papa, said the princess, please don't be mean to him. And she began to weep. Despero, seeing her tears, broke the last of the great ancient rules of mice. He spoke to a human. Please, said Despero, don't cry. He held out his handkerchief to the princess. The pea sniffed and leaned down close to him. Do not speak to her, thundered the king. Despero dropped his handkerchief. He backed away from the king. Rodents, do not speak to princesses. We will not have this becoming a topsy-turvy, wrong-headed world. There are rules. Scat, get lost before my common sense returns and I have you killed. The king stamped his foot again. Despero found it alarming to have such a big foot brought down with so much force and anger, so close to his own small head. He ran toward a hole in the wall, but he turned before he entered it. He turned and shouted to the princess, My name is Despero. Despero, she said. I honor you, shouted Despero. I honor you was what the knight said to the fair maiden in the story that Despero read every day in the book in the library. Despero had muttered the phrase often to himself, 
but he had never before this evening had occasion to use it when speaking to someone else. Get out of here, shouted the king, stamping his foot harder, and then harder still, so that it seemed as if the whole castle, the very world, was shaking. Rodents know nothing of honor. Despero ran into the hole, and from there he looked out at the princess. She had picked up his handkerchief, and she was looking at him, right directly into his soul. Despero, she said. He saw his name on her lips. I honor you, whispered Despero. I honor you. He put his paw over his heart. He bowed so low that his whiskers touched the floor. He was, alas, a mouse deeply in love. Read the doctor, read the doctor, read the doctor, read the doctor.